to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 238, War of the Centaurans. My name is John, and joining me is the person that whenever we start to disappear, we go, uh-oh, this reminds me of that movie from the 80s, is <laughs> my good friend Taylor. Taylor, I, man, I gotta work on these again, but hello. Great Scott, John, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's the first thing I thought of. Oh, I'm disappearing. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. You you and probably half of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And me, obviously. Uh, Taylor, how you doing? I am doing pretty darn well, Sean. How are you doing? I am tired, but I feel like we gained an hour, so I feel like I shouldn't be tired, or did we lose yeah. an hour? I never know and anymore. And I finally have kids at an age where they're not like waking up at you know five instead of six. Oh, man. Uh, they're, they're actually old enough to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to sleep in. I wish dogs would do that. There's a lot of things I wish dogs would do, <laughs> but that would just make them more like cats, so I just go with cats. True. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> Goodness. Well, I mean, I feel like we've got, we had a lot to talk about last week. I feel like yeah. equally we we might have a, a lot to talk about this week. Uh, but before, you know, we get to that, oh, it's not a fortnight anymore. It's no, a week. No, that's right. I didn't change that part. <laughs> that's of fine. Notes. I didn't think about that. What is making us happy this week, Taylor? Well, I'll say this much. I I can actually now point to a date on the calendar and say our entire family will be vaccinated. Yay. And that's an amazing feeling. And that date is well in advance of Gallifrey One. Excellent. Which is making me equally happy. Um, so, yes, all of that is really good. And I was going to say there was one other thing that I was going to bring up, and now it's completely fled my mind. I did want to mention that I did watch all of the netflix series inside job and it is hilarious. oh nice we watched highly high still highly recommend it we watched the pilot um i liked it lauren liked it i think enough to continue okay i guess it really some people describe it it's really kind of like you know first two episodes kind of set yeah things up which is fine really kind of takes off you know um it's fun to watch you've nothing else for just the little references in the background, yeah. you know, to all sorts of conspiracy minded stuff. Um, shoot. I can't remember for the life of me what the other thing was, but um, yeah, yeah, it was making me happy. There you go. Well, yeah. maybe you'll remember when I'm talking maybe and it'll be the most random thing in the world. Yeah. Like right in the middle of the episode. Anyway, what is making you happy, man? Uh, let's see. My niece got her first shot. So uh, we can point to the calendar. I believe. My nephew will be fully inoculated by uh, at least by February. I don't know okay. when. I don't know when his. He's younger, so I don't know when his right. shot is scheduled. But uh, my niece got hers. We're happy about that. Also, I forgot. Like in this whole whirlwind, I forgot to ask my sister what she thinks of the season so far. Oh, yeah. I'm right. very sure she, unless she fell by the wayside, but I don't think she did. Um, I need to talk to her about this season so far. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else is making me happy? Oh, I went to Ikea this weekend. That was fun. Oh, uh, I hadn't been inside of an Ikea in, what, two years? 
Yeah, probably been a while. I bought a slightly bigger desk. Okay. Um, and I turned one of my monitors vertically. Oh yeah! Toby's so my, got a monitor that he does that with. Yeah, I I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about it yet. Um, I kind of wish it was lower, but my arm the arms don't let me do that. that way. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, it's interesting so far. I've been using it for about what since Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot more room on my desk, which is very nice. I bought a little filing Excellent. thing. Not a filing thing. It's just a storage mm-hmm. thing. And now, you know, it's not as cluttered. It's nice. I'm I am enjoying it. What else is making me happy? I think that's pretty much it. Doctor Who, that is for sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Getting hyped. Staying hyped. To uh, say the least. But we'll get into that. Did you remember? What's your, Did I? What's your other happy? Um, No. Dang. All right. I didn't. Um, but I will say just in, in, in light of last week's episode, when we were talking about, um, swarm regenerating, I did see pictures the next morning. I'm like, oh yeah, he did totally change. I don't know how I missed that. So, I mean, it, there, listen, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there was so true. much going on in last week's episode. Even when they were like, yeah, he regenerated. I'm like, when did that happen? Like, I don't need, like, and I'm like, that's a key part. He absorbs someone and regenerates, kind of. Yeah, basically. And I'm like, how did I not notice that? Um, because there was a lot going on. Because there was a lot going on. So, oh, well. <laughs> um, well. Not a lot going on in the in the Who News, but we'll get to it anyway. No, because it's only been a week. Yeah. Between episodes. Um, and, and first off, I mean, sad news. Um, Bob Baker, one of Canine's creators, has passed away at the age of 82. I mean, created uh, an iconic character in Doctor an Who. An absolutely iconic character. Not only that, and and little did I know, um, actually, um, he wrote, um, well, he was a co-writer, at least, for some of the Wallace and Gromit. Oh, uh, uh, movies. That's great. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, I didn't either. He worked on that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so I was very surprised by that. Um, um, but there's been an absolute outpouring of um, you know sympathy and memories from um, lots of people um, online. I know the Gallifrey One account. You know, definitely tweeted out. Um, some fond memories of when he was last there and so on. Um, so yeah, sad. Um, but you know, so much of his legacy will definitely live on in the memories. Absolutely. Fans everywhere. Yes. Um, uh, next up a, um, there's an Australian made fan film, um, called lockdown, the doctor who fans survival guide. Um, and it is, they say now available to watch at home and I'm just going to open this up real quick. Um, and yes, you will likely need a VPN for this because here I am in the U S and it goes, Hey, it's the science Sydney science fiction film festival. And it goes, Hey, sorry. Uh, this thing's geo restricted and not available in your area. Well, um, <laughs> I was about to turn my VPN on, and then I realized that would probably mess with literally what we're doing right now. So yeah, let's not yeah. do that just yet. Um, but if you have a VPN and want to pretend you are in Sydney, um, go for it. Uh, hopefully, that is something that will see a wider release eventually. 
But if you're listening to us in Australia, hi there. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hello. This this looks interesting. I mean. Right? It's got some involvement from Sophie Aldred. I see books. that. So, yeah. In fact, I think it was she who had uh, retweeted it. And that's how I, I saw it. Interesting. Um. And lastly, this week, now that I can start saying this week again, yeah, right. Uh, the folks over at Cult Box, and I saw this just moments uh, before sitting down to record, they've taken the Once Upon Time trailer, which is next week's. Yes. Episode, now that that title makes a lot more sense, um, and did a bit of an image breakdown for it. So if you want to really dig deep into this trailer, which it's a very, very short trailer. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Oh my God, what are they going to get out of it? But, um, one thing that might be worth talking about with respect to this episode, um, is that there apparently are six, uh, Mori who stand around a hexagonal altar to hold time together in the universe, a hexagonal altar and it needs six people. Gosh, that reminds me of something. I'm drawing a huge blank right now. Well, let's think classic who. How many sides does the TARDIS console have? Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Although, hmm. Oh, boy. Just throwing it out there. Like I said, yeah, speculation. Just it kind of caught my eye. And I went, oh. That's that's kind of like something else. But of course, last week I was going, oh, look, Swarm's got crystals. The TARDIS has got crystals. TARDIS is now acting funny. Yeah. You know, mm, maybe these things fit together. Maybe. Hmm. That would be interesting. They would be. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anywho. We will, we will dive into that momentarily, won't we? We will, because this week we watched War of the Centaurans, starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Mandip Gill as Yaz, uh, John Bishop as Dan, who we will uh, talk about at great length again. Yes, yes. Uh, and Jonathan Watson as Skak. What a name. I know. Uh, written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. It first aired November 7th, 2021, and it is the second story of season 13. And we have... Um, a smidgen of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Frankly, we have a story note. Um, oh. And I, I, I'm not joking. I literally looked just before we started recording. Maybe they've got some more up there. And, well, they've got three. And only one of them I thought was interesting enough to chuck in here. Yeah. Um, as Santar Ha is established by the Santarans as a war chant, or when something is positive, this episode introduces a negative in the form of Santar Ho, when Skak executed Svild for dishonor to the name of their species. Yes. Santar Ho. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. I imagine I imagine that will get worked into a galley ribbon by somebody. Absolutely. A sad a sad Centaurin sings Centarho. There you go. That's right. Yes. Th that's uh, like uh what's the uh, super emo emo friends? That those little drawings of sad Oh. Sad. There yes. you go. Centarho. There it is. That's the there that's theirs right there. That's the thing. All right, Taylor, you got a world famous synopsis for us. So, take it away. I do indeed. Well, the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan seemingly survive the flux, but are tossed back to the Crimean War, where the Russians are a thing of the alt-past, and the Santarans are making good on their promise of a massacre. 
However, Yaz and Dan are back to the future faded away. Yaz ends up on time, uh, time the planet, that is, where she meets and maybe flirts with Fender. Dan ends up back in Liverpool 48 hours later, where the Santarans have set up shop and are building time ships by which they mean to win Wimbledon. I mean, invade Earth across time. Mm. And they'd get away with it, too, if it wasn't for Dan and his meddling Lupar. The Doctor eventually gets the heck out of Crimea, picks up Dan, and is hijacked by the Swarm Squad, where something really not good is happening on time. Oh, boy. All right. Episode two of six of season 13. Taylor, what did you think? Man, I am on board. Let's go. This is a great follow-up to last week. There's still lots going on. There's still lots to chew on. Um, and it is not quite as frenetic as episode one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not. Yeah, it, it's it's like, it's very, like, it's still packed, but it felt like we still had time to breathe in places. Yes, absolutely. And there was still lots of great dialogue. There were still lots of great um, doctor being a lot more doctory. Yes. Um, the humor was good. Know, the humor was great. The Santarans were a genuine threat, but at the same time had a little bit of that kind of classic who almost goofiness to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right term, but um you know stuff like like the doctor going like hey take off your hat mate and then going ah put it back on <laughs> like that was beautiful i yeah. loved it i loved it we also got the the i think i almost wish we had waited maybe an episode or two for the a great hero mo moment with uh uh cavernista yes oh my that dude that was brilliant i loved that i was like we cheered we were like yeah nice he's back this is good stuff. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, um, to see him. yeah, I honestly big. Let's do carve and Dan big finish. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> Fully support that idea. Uh, I am. I, so I, I, I take it. You enjoyed it as well. I did. I thought it was very, very good. We, we after the episode, I don't even like we kind of discussed it, but it was more of like, wow, that was really, really good. I really enjoying this season so mm -hmm. far. Now, Taylor, you messaged me. I want, yes. to I want to talk about this yeah. just a little bit. You messaged me after your viewing, and I just want to make sure I quote you correctly because, you know, oh, you wait. always got to make sure you're quoting your people. Uh, and I quote, seriously, where was this Doctor Who two seasons ago? And my, I guess my return question to you is, would we have even gotten this story or this Doctor Who two, two seasons ago? I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know. I mean, this I can't see inside Chips's head. Mm -hmm. um, there are times where I wish I could because I feel I feel like we could possibly have had you know Jody playing the Doctor at this level I, from if not the start, not long after the start. I I think I I agree and disagree. I'd say if we had maybe bumped if we had because uh, see it's like. I don't, I, there's, th listen, there's some stories that we could have done without, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, could you have condensed them into a maybe longer season, but shorter than, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. Could you have gotten rid of enough episodes to where it could have been one season and then we get like, oh, the, the doctor isn't, uh, you know, isn't a 
Gallifrey isn't Gallifreyan or is or what's going on with that we don't know and then we get to this point where it's like I gotta save all of time and I'm just done with it yeah could we have done that I think so it's and I'm not necessarily saying where was this storyline two years ago is it was like where is this caliber of Doctor Who right 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 two years ago um because I, I love Jodie and there's a lot of stuff that I love about her era but there are some stuff that I just I have to accept I don't like how they did it i don't i don't feel like like the proper things were served um and 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 given um given enough weight i mean we spent two seasons complaining that yes had nothing to do yeah (laughs) you know and now she's done more in two episodes than she's done in almost two seasons yeah i think that feels like it feels like yes it feels like I feel like I have to couch that ever so slightly. Someone's well, gonna, well, yeah, you know, but it all take me on that. right, and you know, it feels like that also because you know, uh, and who knows, maybe we would have gotten this if you know we didn't have uh, a worldwide pandemic. Well, yeah, and and but that's a, that's the same thing is is we may possibly have not gotten this right in the event like like there's no denying that I think COVID played some part in okay we have these restrictions um you know we're we're coming to the end of whatever plan that they had made for like showing up we're gonna do this crazy thing to doctor who and then we're getting out of dodge basically yeah um and so maybe that forced the the story to go in certain places where it wouldn't have gone had it not been there we don't know we'll never know um without you know some sort of retrospective, you know, interview or something being like, yeah, "Yeah, we decided to make this and that's fine. And that's fine. Um, But there is, there is an excitement and there is um, a fervor. I feel around Dr. Who this season that, that I haven't felt since the Cabaldi era. I think, I don't know. I, I feel like when we start, when, you know, when fugitive doctor shows up and you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, Huh? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There, there's, there's totally been stuff like that, and and I, I want to see Ruth back, and I absolutely love Fugitive the June. Um, but that's like, that's like a high point that you know drops back off. We've started, you know, strong. We've hit a second one that's strong. We could potentially hit a third one that's strong. You know that if this right, turns right, right. into like a if if this turns into a full six weeks of consistency mm-hmm. where we're going. Oh my gosh, this is amazing storytelling. Yeah. So you you I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. You are more it's more like the storytelling not like oh this cool thing happened. Yeah, exactly. That we can speculate about, right? Exactly. I mean, we we spent we spent Jody's first entire season basically every week going, why would the bad guy get away again? <laughs> why would the bad guy get away? Yeah. You know, and Well, didn't it, get away this week. No. That's true. Well, I mean, I mean, technically, if you think about it, he did because he blew up. He Which blew bad up guy the, are we talking? <laughs> we're talking oh, about the Oh well, yes. I mean, if you want to think about it that way, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, he is definitely a bad guy for yeah. sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's it's not one particular cool thing. It it just it's just the 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 caliber of the writing, the caliber of 
of everything, you know, everything feels really punchy. Yeah. And, and I enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I enjoy kind of more quiet stories too, but we don't have time for, we don't have time for quiet. We don't. (laughs) Time is running wild. Yes. We don't have time for any of that. No, we do not. But something we do have time for is more speculation, Taylor. And we, Oh, I'm down for that. We, we opened up, uh, and if you scroll down to my notes, which I believe my random nonsensical notes are literally three pictures and two lines of text because I didn't have yep. time to rewatch completely. But we open this episode on Jody in black and white. Yep. Um, in a field, and she is looking at this floating. Um, I don't want to say house because it looks like many houses, or yeah. it is one big house kind of smushed together. Um, or maybe spatially folded on itself. There you go. Um, it's floating. Um, it's very dilapidated. Uh, it looks uh, it looks pretty creepy. It um, does. And she reaches out to it and then wakes up and says, the end of time. Mm-hmm. The end of the universe. The end of the universe, not the end of right. time. Yeah, the end. Which, which I'm, I'm taking as an indication of, okay, because that line is carried over between the two episodes and we don't literally see what happens, mm-hmm. I'm taking it to mean that they've passed through the flux and gotten, you know, chucked back to 1855. Yes. But a kind of alternate 1855. A, a very alternate. Yeah. 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 So but what do, what do you, you make of this? Uh, what do you make of this house? Um. I'm just going to say it, Lungbarrow. Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm making of it. Her ancestral home. Uh, whether that actually is on Gallifrey or whether that is on, you know, whatever. Other planet? Home planet. You know, whatever it is, that's literally what I took it to be. Now, will that play out that way? Will they actually mention it by name? Will it ever come up again? We have no idea. No clue. So for right now, my head cannon. That's Lung Barrel. All right. Kind of floating there in the yep. haunting. Yep. Like that, just, this popped up it, and we were like, wow, that's, uh, that is really cool looking. Right. Yeah. But it just, it totally gave me that vibe. Like the moment I saw it, yeah. having read that book, I was like, oh, well, I mean, for me, I kind of just was like, <laughs> I don't understand any of this. That was kind of how I was. Well, you know? I, I get that too. I get that too. Welcome to the soundboard, yeah. uh, Mrs. Seacole. Yes, Mrs. Uh, Seacole. We will be using you a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, speaking of, uh, this is our first person we meet uh, on the battlefield before we see the Centaurans. Yep. Uh, what do you think of uh, Mrs. Seacole here? I great actress. Lo- I love, yes. love, love, love this throughout the entire yeah. entire thing. Just kind of like. Uh, I know she never actually went on the TARDIS, but she did see it like appear and reappear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she did see, you know, alien spaceships, but she was pretty even keel the entire time. Um, I guess when you've been to war, you've kind of seen everything. Yeah, there's definitely kind of a um, a no nonsense. Oh, absolutely. Aspect to her that I, I really enjoy. Um, completely agree. Um, uh, great acting loved having her as part of it love how kind of like um, how integral in, integral her like abilities of observation yes were to the success of the story um, I really loved that um, yeah you know the, the, the fact that you know um, 
the doctors in like interior or kind of like uh, uh leading filled on the 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 injured yes uh um, Santarin and um Mrs. Siegel almost you know tips the hand yeah uh that the doctor is playing and the doctor just kind of gives her a look and Siegel's like oh all right I'm with you yeah I'm rolling with you <laughs> um and and plays that through and that that was just fun to watch um uh, yeah I loved it I absolutely loved it I it, will admit as a an American bred on pop culture, I certainly had a moment where I'm like, okay, I realize if I close my eyes, I'm, I feel like I'm hearing Miss Cleo. It's uh, a similar accent, yes. Psychic hotline fame, but um, you know, not casting any illusions between the two. It was just like, I imagine British audience probably wouldn't think of this for a moment. Like it would only be in America <laughs> to kind of like make that connection and probably one who... I don't know, saw too many of those commercials growing up, but absolutely. Um, as an actress, as, as a role, I loved it so much. Yeah. It was a, um, a lot of fun. A great, uh, I guess one, one off companion. Well, who knows? We'll see. I yeah. Mean, maybe I mean, she'll really, be back. we'll see. I, I would, I would love to see her come back. Yeah. I don't know that we will, but, but that would be fun. And I love it when the doctor was like, you know, she's kind of like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Mrs. Siegel's assistant. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yeah, that was great. Nicely done. Nicely Very good. done. Um, and we, we had mentioned the Centaurans. They are our big bad. Well, uh, yeah, they're our big bad. I was mm-hmm. going to say, we do have our bigger bad who we'll talk about a little, a little later here, but, uh, w- Indeed. we love the, love the redesign or the redesign or the reimagining of the Centaurans. Yeah. I really, really like they it. Really looked good. I love just like how thoroughly potatoey they looked. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, we got, we got so many classic kind of like Santarin uh, touches in this episode. Oh we, my God. We, we got the, you know, rather gross licking of the lips. Yes. Kind of thing going on. We literally got a reference to links in the time warrior. Oh yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. I'm like, yes, tie this stuff together. Um, actually, we got a few Third Doctor. Yeah, we did kind of references. We got some Venusian Aikido mm-hmm. uh, going on. Um, you know, I just I think it's hilarious that the Santarin would just admit to he's like, plus I just I wanted to ride a horse. Yes, yeah. They, okay. I mean, Santarin's had some very good co- comedic lines. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, just... um, oh, what is what is he? Uh, what does Sfield say as like? The doctor is letting him go. Oh, may death rain down on you both. And the doctor yes. goes, yes, well, nice to meet you too. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I man. It. I love it. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. Um, love yeah. the design of their their uh, their helmets. Their whole outfit's mm-hmm. great. Costume design was really great on that. Yeah. Their ships as well. Yeah. Oh, dude, their ships looked amazing. Yeah. They looked really, really cool. Um, what else? Oh, I find it interesting, you know, and th- this, I mean, this ties a little bit into Dan's parents because they, they relay this information, but I'm going to lump it under the Santarin mm-hmm. stuff is that they show up in Liverpool six hours before they show up anywhere else. I'm like, okay, so what, what is it specifically about Liverpool and this season? That yeah. is kind of this, this nexus point as it were. Well, I can almost assume uh, that Joseph Williamson has something to do with that. That's kind of my guess too. Yeah, because he kind of seems like 
he shows up here, and we'll just skip over to to this just for now. He shows up. Um, he gets back to the future to the same place, Yaz and um, Vinder. And, and thank you, and Vinder. I keep wanting to call him Vector, which is not his name. <laughs> no, this is not the first Despicable Me film. Yes, this is not Victor. It's Vinder. So he, uh, Joseph Williams, gets teleported to the planet Time. Mm-hmm. which um and he's kind of just i just this is such a great little scene between him and yaz where he's just mm-hmm. like well this seems really bad and i told everybody it'd be bad but nobody listened he's like and i love like when she says what year is it and he goes it's do you think that that it what does he say? Like, do you think that that matters? It's, it's like it's information of import. Do you think it's important? yes? Do you think it's information of importance? <laughs> um, and he's just done. He just leaves. Yeah. He just walks he, away. He's completely out of his depth. He, I think, from his point of view, whatever has happened between when we saw him first last week and whatever transpired to get him, you know, basically Onto teleported time, yeah. to the planet time has has put him completely out of his depth like whatever he thought was coming turned out to be so much weirder yeah than what uh, what he was thinking of that he's just like i i just can't comprehend this yeah right now <laughs> poor guy poor yeah i'll be very curious to connect his dots together yeah because that's still see how that plays out that's still one dot we haven't really connected that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that but i mean yeah i wonder if his tunnels he somehow create because we always know you know that's the whole thing is like why are all the why did all the aliens come to this one place (laughs) well i mean Mm -hmm. maybe he accidentally created something or uncovered something ah yes yeah one or the other I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I could go into caves and tones and stuff. But... <laughs> I don't know if it's that kind of show. Not the podcast, <laughs> the uh, the show that we talk about. Right. Who knows? Well, I guess we will, you know, we'll find out. But we did say um, before we get to Dan's parents, I just want yes. to talk about the twist of Dan and Yaz disappearing. Because yes. I was like, well, we're all going to be hanging out with some Centaurans together. And then... Like when Dan started disappearing, I thought, "Oh man, they totally fooled us. This is it. He's done." <laughs> I thought that was they it. They just got rid of him. That quickly. yeah. I mean, oh time. Everything's all topsy turvy. So who knows? That, that would have been great if the next yes. day had been like, "Yep, that was it for him." What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but then Yaz started disappearing, and I went, "Oh, okay. We're we're probably good. They're probably just uh, teleporting somewhere." Yep. But it was, I, I loved that. Was I it? thought it was great that we. Yeah. I thought we were doing one thing, and then it was like, nope, we're we're uh, we're splitting off again, and it didn't feel like too much. Like last week, at some points, was too much. Yeah. This was so, like we're splitting them off, we're putting them into different stories, and it was fine. Yeah, completely. And and you know, you've got a perfectly plausible, you know, Doctor Who reason. Oh, it's uh, flux energy mixing with vortex energy. Sure, why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? You know, who's to say it? Who's to say it's not? Who's so to say? So there you go. So we, and and so we've got that. Yes, and we, you know, we we slightly touched on where Yaz was going, but Dan goes, I believe, two hours ahead of time to when he two left. Days. Two, days. two days. 
48 hours. Yes, he's been gone for another 48 hours. <laughs> um, and he is out past curfew, which yep. was not a line I caught last night. I was like, why is no one letting him in the house? But also, again, why is no one letting him in a house? Like, did they go door to door and check that you don't have more people in your house for curfew? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter, I feel. Uh, Dan is fantastic at dodging Suntar uh, and laser beams. Boy, or Suntarans are literally the stormtroopers. Same doctor. school. Same schools. They probably went to the same shooting school. Very possibly. Everybody passes. <laughs> Participation ribbons. There you for go. Everyone. Everybody gets a gold star. Yeah. Um, so Dan is promptly saved by his parents, which was at first I went, oh, boy, here we go. But they weren't around <laughs> for very long, and they were fun while they were there. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were definitely entertaining. Um, I don't I don't know. I, 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 I don't I think partic- it gives any more depth to his character. No, not necessarily. Which I think is something we need just a little bit more of. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Because I love Dan. Yeah. Dan's great. Well, and I, I, I went to some very strange speculative places before I really had much coffee this morning. Oh, boy. Um, well, because some people were pointing out. So, well, you know, it's, it's funny. The actors who play his parents are like maybe 10 years older oh. than Dan. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they all do look kind of close-ish in age. Yeah. And then I went, oh, man, what if it's something crazy? What if Dan's not just this, you know, Joe Schmo plasterer who really loves his town? What if there really is something more to him and his parents are actually a division and he's, you know, you know, mentally cloaked or something crazy like that? Yeah. Right? What if we spend, you know, five episodes out of these six where where the doctor's trying to get something out of Carvanista and then it turns out that Dan's parents, you know, can answer this stuff too. And I, I don't know. It just went to some weird places and then really it kind of boiled down to it's like, look, people of a certain age end up acting in roles of, you know, yeah. other ages. Yeah. And it's no big deal. So just just relax. And I was like, Yeah, good point. Uh love it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we get that and then just in this very short span that Dan has been around the doctor, he suddenly feels like he can fully inf- infiltrate the uh, Suntaran encampment <laughs> yeah. at the Liverpool docks. I mean, a, uh, a bit a of a, yeah, with a walk. I'll stir fry you with my walk. Heck yeah. Um, Should have clipped that for the sound. Oh my goodness. Uh, I will say uh, that was a bit of a like, okay, Dan. But also like, again, we don't really know Dan fully. So maybe this is just who he is. Yeah. On some level, I kind of have to just roll with it. I'm fine with it. I, yeah. And I, and I know there's a lot of people going, Oh my God, Dan's great. He's amazing. He's so much fun. And this, that, and the other thing I'm like, there's so many things we don't know about him. And I kind of want a little bit more introduction to Dan before he's just, you know, storming the castle uh, like that. But, I mean, yeah, he, he, he does fine. Yeah, he does gets fine. In sh- gets in the ship just fine. You know, wheels oh, the walk just fine. Can we, hold on, can we full court uh, time out on that? How ridiculous is it that you can just make uh, live long and prosper and get into a centaur and warship? Okay, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Because I would like to think that, um, you know, that might be keyed to some sort of like, I don't know, 
finger digit print. Yeah. Rather than I just need to fill this space. It's so weird. With enough hand for it to go, oh, you must be Santara. I will say, but would you ever, I think this is the one time I'm like, just use the Sonic. Yes, I can definitely that, see that. I, and that's more believable because, than live long and prosper hand. Yeah, but at the same time, it's funny because I've got a note very early on where I'm like, I still feel like the Sonic's getting overused. When did, oh, when she scanned the body? Like literally, like the first thing. We're in the Crimea. You know, she goes up to what is clearly a dead British soldier. Yeah. And scans him. I feel like there's some other. Oh, when they first land on uh, time. Oh, and there's like. And and we'll get to it. And she, you know, she does her little thing, swings it all around, and then looks at it. And like that, that I think is okay. You're at a completely new place, and you have the importance of saying that, well, spatial time or the time spatial coordinates, the temporal spatial coordinates are at zero. Yeah. And she's like, that can't be. You know, that's important. That's an important line of dialogue, and that's fine. Use the sonic to say that, you know. But but scanning a body, like, look at the body. Check a pulse. <laughs> you know, you don't need the sonic to do that, unless you're really afraid of touching them, that there's germs, and, well, okay, fine. Oh, but maybe. Then, then, then have a bit of dialogue explaining that. Yeah. Which I don't think is the case. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I still feel the sonics being used just a little too much and it drives me just the tiniest bit crazy and then i go ah, it's doctor who yeah it's doctor who and that's okay oh, well. and that's okay uh but dan's story is is pretty great like we said mm-hmm. he goes through the centauran ship he uh he knocks out a centauran uh i i, I think after i think a thing that made him feel better is I, someone tells him that centaurans are not smart I feel like mm-hmm. it's the doctor mentions that to him or doesn't. I can't remember. He might have been gone by that point, but maybe that was like, oh, these guys are idiots. I can figure it out. Possibly. And he yeah. does for the most part. Uh, and then he gets, you know, he gets cornered by a bunch of Centaurans and um, man's best friend shows up. Oh, my God. Great hero moment. I was like, yes, this is great. You know, and just all the little dog puns that we get. I've Ugh. still got a I've still got a human in the fight. Yes. Instead of I still got a dog in the fight. Yeah. Um, just so the fact that you know when they when they admittedly tumble out of the ship, and I, I will I will say that is the one visual effect that I think just did not work well. Which one was that again? Where where the the Carvinista basically lifts off the one time ship, does a big loop because he's going to come in, he's going to plow through the yeah. other ones, and and just as it does, and it makes this turn. There's a little bit of a zoom and a pan. And you see them kind of like fall out of oh, yeah. the ship. But yes. it's kind of like right as the, the, the camera angle turns. Yeah. And they turn too. And it's like, yeah. okay, I good. get it. It's not a big thing. But it's like that special effect didn't look great. But then they get up out of the, uh, out of the harbor there and he shakes off. Yes. Right? And it's just, it's just completely this dog Ugh. You know, thing, and I'm like, oh my god, they're they're just going to go for every dog pun possible this entire season. I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love the banter that Dan and Carvin used to have. Yes, I think it's hilarious. I didn't catch it the first time last night, but when Carvinista is talking about, to, I think talking to the doctor about how the Santarans like slipped in at the last second. Yes, before all the shifts, and he's like, and of course, I got the blame for that as well. 
as usual. And I and watching it today, I was like, oh my god, right? Because people will blame stuff on the dog that the dog didn't actually do. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that is such yeah, like a deep pun. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Blame it on the dog. Good stuff. So funny. So um, funny. Yeah, and then, of course, Dan joins up with the doctor after the doctor says, do you want to come with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but let's circle back because, you know, we all we all get there to where the doctor is, well, I guess uh, not really wanting to go, but we'll get to that soon. So Yaz is on the planet Time, mm-hmm. as we as we have just uh, mentioned. Vinder is also there. They meet. Yep. They have an interesting little... Uh, interaction, yeah, which it, seemed it a little feels like flirting. Yeah, seemed a little flirty. Um, we have these cool looking little diamond things. Oh, I wished so badly that this was the Megara. <laughs> I had hoped, I had hoped so strongly. They're not though. No, they are not. They're just dust in the wind now. Well, sadly, yes. Which, which is, uh, I, I hate it. I don't like it. Makes me upset. Yeah. Um, so they're like, Hey, can you, can you guys repair? And they're like, what are you talking about? So they take them to, uh, the, di- the diamond as I will call it. It takes them to this, this room, uh, which I believe is called, well, the more, the Mori are in there. Yes. And the it's temple of Atropos. There you go. The temple of Adipose. Yes. There's a bunch of Adipose <laughs> in there. Uh, that's exactly right. And that's how we fix it. We put a bunch of Adipose. Time is fat. Yes. Um, so they're like, hey, can you fix this? Because you step in a certain area and the uh, the more I show up, but two of them are, uh, they're all messed up. Yeah. They appear to broken. be burnt out. Yeah. Uh, which isn't great because apparently they're, they're holding time together. Yes. We get a little bit of exposition here that is very, very curious. Yes. Um, is that this one of the triangle priests, which is what I believe they're referred to. Um, so kind of an inverted bill cipher, I suppose. Oh. Um, and I am trying to find where I've got the note because I wanted to mention, shoot, I really need to give myself like better headers uh-huh. here. Um, so, oh, no, here it is. Here it is. I'm sorry. Um, so the triangle, and it's, and it's confusing because they're on the planet time, but the triangle priest is talking about time as a sentient thing. Yes. Time must not be unleashed. It's evil. It will seek its own. Um, all time passes through the Mori. The Mori basically are like, I don't know what I'd compare them to. They, they kind of just keep time in check, making sure that, I don't know, that it maybe they are the arrow of time. Oh, maybe. Possibly. Because, because you know, I've heard all sorts of, you know, crazy concepts that, that you know, time in its essence is, for us, kind of an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that realistically kind of, you know, if you think about it in terms of, say, you know, the, the afterlife is that is that time actually happens all at once mm. um it, and it gets very very esoteric and weird from that point on um and you can dive into like weird things like retro causality um things we've talked about 
you know, occasionally with weird stuff that has happened in our lives. Yeah. Um, around here. Um, so we get this bit of exposition and, um, I'm, you know, I really kind of like, I, I want to dig into like, okay, this, if it's evil, if it's seeking its own, we, we also learn that swarm and Azure have been basically banned from the temple. Mm hmm. Um, and, oh, and they've, they've got a friend with them this time called Passenger. Yeah, man. And Passenger, the actor who plays him is legitimately seven feet, two inches tall. Yeah. Which Giant. Insane. Um, and, and Swarm says, uh, Atropos, where it all began and where it will begin again. But yes. It's like, dude, give me the antecedent of it. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, like, give me just a little bit more to chew on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is just, you know, Swarm knows all these things about Yaz and Vinder. Yeah. He like, uh, seems knows. to know everything. He does, right? So is he kind of extra temporal? Not just extraterrestrial, but extra temporal. Like can he can he see the flow of time in that same sense? I don't know. I Um, do not know. But one one really interesting thing that I think Azure says while they are there. And can I say, oh my gosh, so much glitter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just incredible. Like that had to be that had to be painful to wash off. Oh, I bet. Every single time. Yeah. I can only imagine. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, one of them mentions, and again, I think it's Azure who says it, is that the Mori are quantum locked against them. Yes. Like like maybe the two of them came there and messed with them at one point, and they were like, No, you can't do that. You're banned. We're locking the Mori. Yeah. We're quantum locking them. And what other villain character <laughs> race in this show are quantum locked? Well, the Weeping Angels. Bingo. Do you think this is a Weeping Angels uh, origin story? I, I, think on, I, I think by the time, this is my speculation, I think by the time we get to the end of this season, we are going to have an origin story for the Weeping Angels. I would imagine possibly... By the time we get to the end of episode four, which is called Village of the Angels, mm. we might get it. Well, we'll see. That would be interesting. Um, that would be very interesting. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if your if your um, your little theory about them trying to get a message. Oh yeah, we still have that thread. We still we still have the Claire oh, thread to follow. Yes. Yep. We absolutely do, and I and I believe strongly that that's going to play out in in episode four. Oh yeah, huh. I'm almost guaranteed. I think because I think I saw a synopsis somewhere. I could be wrong. Interesting. Anyway, yes, but, yeah. So we're we all meet up here, um, and I I must say, like the more and more I see of our uh, of our wonder twins, ah, nice. Uh, the more I lo- I love them. I think. Uh, yeah, man, it's just uh, it's just good stuff. I, I want to say Sw- Swarm is just very I don't know the way he carries himself mm-hmm. is very it's it's weird and I like it, uh, but it's like powerful. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there, uh, and I feel like uh, it's Azure, Azure Azure yeah Azure is just almost feels like either completely in control or completely unhinged. Yes. 
Like, I feel like Swarm is a little more, I know something you don't know. Yep. And she's completely agree with that. She's just like, I'm going to disappear and reappear a million times and hopefully you kill something. Yes. And I, man, it was the, the scene in there where Vinder was firing at Swarm. Yeah. And Swarm was just, you know, teleporting around the room. It it was happening so quickly that I couldn't watch it closely, but I feel like every time he appeared somewhere else, he was like he was like posing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Look at me up against the column. Oh, look at me over here. Oh, look Basically, at me over here. Yeah. Like, you can't hit me. Blah blah blah. Um and if and if he was, all the funnier. Yes. Absolutely. I absolutely I, I would love to compare um this week's swarm with last week's swarm after his regeneration because uh, honestly i feel like that nose is getting more and more formed Uh, you know it's funny you mentioned that that is the only part of him that i went his his like nose structure looks a little longer this week but i wasn't sure if it maybe was just a camera angle or a close-up or just what i would love that you mentioned it too so yeah, maybe there is something to that. Because maybe towards the end, they start to look like someone, and uh, that will trigger a memory for the doctor. I, that's very possible. And I know last week you said that maybe as things go on, they begin to look more and more, I think you said human, but yeah. obviously, you know, humanoid. Maybe. Humanoid, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like that is going to likely be the case. They may still be colored. They may still be glittery. They may still be part geode. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's 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 this almost kind of, um, oh, I mean, I hate to kind of compare it to, um, you know, Voldemort and the Horcruxes and kind of regaining that strength over time. Mm-hmm. But it, that's kind of the vibe. Yeah, it is. That I get. So I can see uh, that. Yeah, I'll be curious to see where that that kind of pans out and plays out too. So I mean, that's well. I mean, we leave off there with um, with Vinder and Yaz being replaced. Yeah, they've been moried basically. They've been moried. Oh, and also Swarm, I believe, at least uh, destroys one or two of them along the way. He reduces Swarm them does to ash. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, now they they are a part of it. Um and I I will say that end scene where he where he basically says well, what he's going to snap his finger and all of what is it all of time will run through. Yep. Will run through them. What do you think will happen to their bodies? When he like the anticipation of the snap mm-hmm. I think was perfect. I think they did was- a great job. Yeah, I mean, like, that was a hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, we snap to credits, basically, or next time, yeah. and it's just like, yep. holy moly, that is that is a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... Oh, you know what? That's one thing we forgot to mention. We get back into the TARDIS because the TARDIS isn't letting us in. Yes, we need to talk about the TARDIS. And uh, the TARDIS is looking like season six of The X-Files. I think that's, uh, that's uh, sure. I think yes. that's around the time. Yeah, post uh, post movie, post first movie. There you go. Yep, where we get all the black goo. You are spot on. Yeah, the TARDIS is not doing well. No, it is. It doesn't sound great. It looks awful. Nope. Um, I feel like we didn't have doors at one point, and then we Correct. 
then our little call box came back. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with the TARDIS, which I guess is another thread. Yeah, there's yeah, there's literally a whole lot going on. I mean, the Doctor, like once she picks Dan up, oh, like, all bets are off. All bets are off. The the TARDIS launches itself, and she's like, "No, I didn't do that." The TARDIS is compromised. Yeah, and they land and on time, you know, with their, their right. arch nemesis. So, hmm. and 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 much as I said, I think Swarm is on some level able to control it. Yeah. Uh, though he says at one point, and I didn't make a note of it, but I do remember him saying is that 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 you know the Mori control time with not all the Mori there, mm-hmm. it's basically not good for the TARDIS. Like if time is running wild, yeah. A time machine basically is not going to, you know, be normal as much as a time machine can be normal. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I still, I would still hedge my bets and say that Swarm is literally, you know, uh, oh yeah, maybe taking advantage of the situation to control. I think your TARDIS disappearing TARDIS. for a for a episode might be a good. I would, Seriously, I, I would love to see that pay off. Yeah. I would love to see it turn out that that's part of it. Yeah, that would be nuts. You know, it just to have that callback to literally the first and second episode of Jody's run. Yes. To be like, okay, no, I've been planning this and I've been dropping these little things here that seem like, eh, it's just a thing. <laughs> no, it means something. I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. All right. Do we have anything else we want to... Uh... To either speculate over any predictions? Um, no, I think I've gotten all my big ones out. I think it is worth noting that our, uh, you know, our other, at least morally bad guy is, uh, um, what, Lieutenant General Lubin? Yeah. You know, we didn't really, um, yeah, we didn't really touch on the whole war thing, but. Yeah, um, because he gets basically all his dudes massacred because apparently he doesn't listen and and, it, and it's such a great line because he's like oh i've got queen and country on my side and jody goes is the queen here yeah that i mean no. it, dude like, there oh. was yeah there was so much like it felt like and it you know it sucks because this this is jody's last you know season and some specials yeah but i was like man it feels like she's in it now yeah, it feels like really... she's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the queen. Yeah, where's does she have a bayonet? Where is she? Yeah, intense dialogue. There's some seriously intense dialogue when yeah. she and 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 Lubin are, are um, interacting. Yeah, um, but of course, you know, they have their plan. They get the uh, Santarans to uh, what strategically withdrawal. We'll say great line. Yes, great yes. line. Love it, love it, love it. In the and, fog. Love it. In the fog. Great set um, piece. You know, out with their little jungle gym out there. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then Lubin goes, Oh, Yosemite Sam on him. Oh, he, yes, 100%. Acme Yosemite and Sam. Just lights it up. Explodes them. Yep. Blows them up real good. And the doctor says, You know, basically doctors it up. They were leaving. We had, we won. Yep. There was no reason to do that. They were gone. Yep. And then, you know, humanity's like, ah, but it's, and it's so true. It's so true because it's like, Oh, I did it. Cause because of my man, it's like, no, you did it to assuage your guilt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you made a crap decision. I almost did not say crap. <laughs> Excuse me. I almost had to throw the explicit tag on Oh there. boy. Um, 
but but it's true it's that's completely what it comes down to every single time in history where that kind of thing has happened that is what it comes down to yeah um and 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 just as as much as i think we love you know the the interactions between the Centaurans and the doctor i think i think a lot of this interaction between the doctor uh and the general are just just on fire just hitting all cylinders oh absolutely absolutely there's a lot to love in this episode yes absolutely uh yeah and i you know i'm excited about next week we'll we'll get to that in a in a moment here but uh yep i think it's time to uh start hitting some buttons indeed i've got all the machinery i need stand back it's time all right taylor what do we got here we've got uh i mean we've got lots lots of probic vents yes lots of uh giant explosions yeah uh we have you know ramming a ship into a bunch of other ships yep um jody in a slingshot jody in the slingshot yes which was great (laughs) loved that um and what else man there was uh Oh, the, I mean, we got lots of frying or walk action. Yeah. Lots of yeah. walk action. I, I mean, this is easy, easily, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a nine, nine and a quarter here. Wow. I mean, yeah. when you were like, well, my plan is to hijack one of their ships and throw that ship into their other ships. I'm like, yep, that's, that tracks me. And just, you know, yeah. hitting people in the back of the head. It's completely, I would love somewhere, sometime, in some alternate universe, see Duggan go up against the Sontarans. Oh, man, he would be fighting around the world. Oh, my gosh. That'd be great. Like, how much fun would that be? So so all this stuff going on, you know, all just punching probic vents and, 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 you know, using cooking utensils as weapons and using their own ships to wreck their other ships, you know, all of that stuff. It's It's all very duggan asks. So I'm I'm right there with you. I think I was more in the eight and a half range, but I, I fully support your enthusiasm. Yeah. With this score. Uh this was yeah, this was great. The lots of lots of good Duggan approved action. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Oh, right. We gotta uh gotta clean up behind this couch here. Yeah. Gathering close, it's time for the behind all right taylor what are we thinking uh you know i'll be honest this uh this episode is a little bit creepier it's definitely a bit more violent i mean we 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 get three liverpudlians executed yes whether whether you see their shadows or see it happen it's still very clear yes what happens you know, they're not suddenly hit by party streamers. Nope. Um, you know, we've, we've got the huge battle between the British and the Centaurans. And even though it's, you know, God, it's not like you're watching people get shot on the expanse or something, you know, but you get one real close up, you know, gut shot yeah. uh, from a Centauran blaster, you know, so it is it is definitely a bit more violent this time. I mean, I think preteens and up can handle it just fine. I don't think that's a really big deal. I mean, younger viewers um, or, or generally, you know, uh, ones who may be more sensitive to violence and stuff, maybe a little less so. Um, but, you know, on the whole, 
like all good parents, you know, we'll be there with our kids to explain stuff and, and yeah. comfort stuff and remind them, Hey, this is all just acting and pretend, Yep. you know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, a little creepier overall this time around. Oh yeah. And who knows? It looks like it's, uh, might get a little creepier. Possibly. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm just going to say, I hope we, we get something creeptastic and Jody's able to go inside that floating, slightly folded house. <laughs> yeah, get in there. But maybe that's just my wish list. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we're running out of time, honestly. So I, We're, and I bet you next week we'll be running around on time. Yes, because uh, next week we will be watching Once Upon Time. Starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, and John Bishop as Dan, along with a bunch of other people. A whole bunch. And crazy characters. All right. Well, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica and look for Taylor and myself uh, in animated form coming out of a TARDIS. Uh, Rate and review us as well. And you can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shop.Spreadshirt.com. That's a lot of dots. Slash N-O-T-L-G. That's our Spreadshirt website. link you can buy sweatshirts and other stuff there that's shop.spreadshirt.com slash n-o-t-l-g for all your favorite podcast shows from night of the living geeks network you can also head on over to patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g and just donate monetarily just keep things a running right over here or you know you can go to a local shop support them we're still in it folks i know we were talking about you know boosters and everyone's getting vaccinated but you know it's still still rough out there so support your local shops your local restaurants all those good places any way you can definitely going into the holidays absolutely oh 100 going into the holidays absolutely all right so that's it for us this week join us again next week when we talk about once upon time and we'll see you guys then see ya Is it, this is fine. I don't understand any of this. That's great. Great clip. We're gonna be able. To, I, we're gonna be able to use that for. Yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling we could.